My assignment from the Lord is a new anointing for a new season. So I want you to say this phrase with me, every season has a reason. I want you to say it one more time because I really want you to believe that and I want you to remember it. So say it again, every season has a reason. Sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we think a season is eternal and we get confused when we enter a season change. Sometimes we hang on to the past when we enter a season change, but every season has a reason. New seasons require new methods, and new seasons require new anointings. And if you don't stretch yourself to new methods, then you will miss the harvest that is assigned in the new season because you're still trying to do it the old way. And there are some seasons of your life that are just new and old ways don't always work. Nothing wrong with the old ways. They got us to where we are, but sometimes we have to ask God to stretch us to learn something that we don't know in order to do something we've never done before. See, one of the things that happens is when we lean on old methods and old technologies and old assignments, we end up going in circles instead of going forward. And we're confused when we go in a circle and we come around and we meet ourselves again and we still look the same way. Anybody besides me hate it when you have to learn the same lesson twice? Oh, I just kicked, if I could just took my, take my foot off and kick my own self all the way out of the house, it's like, really? We're here again? God said, no, you don't get your driver's license until you pass the driving test. And you'll take it as many times as you have to before you get the driver. I'm not putting you behind the wheel till you pass the test. And he has, he has kept me from the wheel over and over and over again, making me pass the same test over and over, or make me take the same test over and over until I pass it. When God gives you something great to steward, he has to know that you're going to drive it well. He has to know that you're going to steward it well. So he will not just hand you something because you want it. He will make you earn it so you'll protect it. And so understand this, that instead of growing and stretching, sometimes it's easier to get comfortable in the old ways or in an old anointing, and that what we do is instead of going into a new glorious season, we just try to duplicate a previous glorious season, and all we get is an imitation and a diluted performance of a great moment, but we don't get the moment back. We don't get the greatness back. We get a diluted performance of what we used to think was great. And so we strive it. We think that old song might do it or that old prayer time might do it or that old method might do it. And we try to recreate something that God did instead of following the cloud into what God is doing. So understand there's a purpose for new seasons. Every season has a reason. So every new season requires new direction. I mean, you can't go where you've never been before without new direction, right? So every season requires new assignment. You can't do something you've never done before if you don't understand the assignment. Every new season requires new alignment. That means that you have to, if you're misaligned, that everybody in this season cannot go with you into the next season. And God has to realign you, so it means new alignment. It also means new revelation, 
You need knowledge you didn't have before. You need to see something. I remember when I first got glasses, and so I got the, one of the best gifts I ever gave myself was LASIK surgery when I turned 30, because I was the kid with the Coke bottle glasses. And so you didn't know that about me, but I was the kid that wore those real thick, anybody know what I'm talking about? I tried the contacts, and they just itched, and I just couldn't make them work. And so when I turned 30, I got LASIK surgery, the best gift I ever gave myself. But, but when I first got glasses, my teacher in school made me go get glasses because I was looking at the chalkboard like this. I would get my fingers into this little bitty hole, and she saw me doing this because I couldn't read the board. And so she told my parents, I think Brian needs glasses, and sure enough, I did. I needed thick glasses, and I was amazed the first time I put them on because I thought, do you mean everybody else sees like this? And I've been seeing like that my whole life. I had no idea what clear vision looked like. And you have to get new revelation in a new season or you will be walking in a fog. You'll be walking in, a, in blurred vision. So when you get new revelation, now all of a sudden you can see the next step. But until you get that, you're just fumbling and hoping you get it right. And so every season needs new alignment, but every season needs new revelation, and every season needs new resources. So God has to realign you with new resources for the new season. I heard once, I don't know who said this the first time, but I, I'm sure you've heard it too, but I heard it said before that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And sometimes when we don't get a new anointing for a new season, we just try to do the same thing over and over and we're frustrated because we can't bring something back that doesn't exist anymore. And, and so we're trying to bring something, we're trying to capture a feeling or capture a moment and the moment is gone, but the moments with God are not gone, he's just moved and we have it. And so new seasons require that. So new alignment means that everybody in this season may not necessarily go with me into my new assignment. And that's very difficult sometimes, but if you can't detach from who's leaving, then you can never embrace who's coming. And you need to understand that. For every person that walks out of your life, God will bring people back into your life. And if you can't let them go, you're never gonna see and embrace the new people because you're hanging on to something that is gone. Every, you know, friendships, you have some friends for a season, some friends for a reason, and some friends for a lifetime. But those of you who have, have lived as long as I have, and we won't talk about how long that is, but those of you who have lived as long as I have, or as long as you have, you realize that those friends for a lifetime are very few. And you can usually count them on one hand because you have friends for a season and then you have new friends for another season and you need each season because it leads to somebody else. You know, the sons of Manasseh had to learn this because they wanted to stay on the other side of the Jordan because they knew God moved there. But the problem was the fire of the pillar of fire has moved. I realize I just forgot you guys, and I apologize. We'll have to do that next week. I, I just looked over there and I thought, I forgot Wayne and his life group. We're gonna do that next week, okay? So we, we can't do it now. So I apologize for that, guys. So, so, so understand this the sons of Manasseh, the sons of Manasseh stayed on the other side because they were comfortable there. But here's the problem the pillar of fire has moved. 
and they would rather stay around a warm ash pit of what God did than to take the risk of what God is doing because you have to go into an enemy's camp in order to, in order to possess it. So it was more comfortable to stay behind and warm at the fires because the coals were still hot. But what they didn't know is the cloud was still moving. God had not stopped moving, but he had to move from there and they would rather camp there. Here's the thing you need to understand about God. It's been proven by science that the universe continues to expand. When God said, let there be light, it's still happening. It didn't just happen one time. There are new universes being born all the time. New constellations being born all the time. And you tell me a God that big that keeps expanding his territory can't do a new thing in me and can't do a new thing in you. God just keeps getting bigger and invites you into bigger moments and bigger moments and bigger moments if you don't stay behind and warm by a familiar ash pit. So we have to follow the cloud. So here's the first scripture. And you knew I would get there eventually, right? Here's the very first one, Psalm 92, verse 10. This is where I'm going. But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. If you're reading the King James Version, it says like a unicorn. That's interesting, isn't it? That's what it says in the King James Version. Actually, in Hebrew, the word can be translated unicorn. So there's a research paper for somebody. But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. Now horn means power. Anytime God uses this, uh, this metaphor in a spiritual sense, he's talking about he's increasing your power. So my horn has been exalted like a wild ox. I've been anointed with fresh oil. Now it was in a gathering just like this that the psalmist stood up and said that. People were gathered, they were singing songs, they're worshiping God, and the psalmist stands up and says this out loud, I'm receiving new power because God is anointing me with a new oil, a fresh oil. And here's what you need to understand about fresh. Fresh means it's, he's not anointing me from last year's harvest. This is not an old bottle that they brought in from the kitchen. This oil was just made. This oil is from fresh olives that have just been, that's what fresh oil is. It's fresh olives that have just been pressed, means that it's never been used before. God has given me something that is different from anything I've ever seen before. I'm about to walk in a power I've never walked in before. I'm about to do something I've never done before because God's not using an old oil. God has given me a fresh oil that just came from a fresh harvest, which means if my anointing just came from a fresh harvest, there is a new harvest that has just been assigned to my life. And if I don't accept the power and don't accept the anointing, I will miss the harvest. I may get to sing my favorite songs, but I'll miss the harvest. I may get to do my old dance, but I'll miss the harvest. I may get to be, hang out with my old friends, but I'll miss the harvest. But if I will receive a new oil, I will receive a new power that will lead me to a new harvest. Can you give God praise for his word? Now, for those of you who just looked up this scripture, and I hope a lot of you did, if you've got your paper Bible, and I see plenty of those, or if you've got your electronic Bible or your phone, I want you to look at the top of Psalm 92. 
because there's a heading there. There's a subtitle under Psalm 92. In all of your Bibles, it's gonna say this. There's a subtitle that says, a psalm, which is a song, a song for the Sabbath day. Now you have to understand this. In your Bible, it's gonna say that in the, sub, in the subtitle, that this song is to be sung on the Sabbath. So when David got this revelation, he said on the Sabbath day, seven days in the week, on the seventh day, on the Sabbath day, I will declare there is a fresh oil and there's a fresh power in my life on the Sabbath day, on the Sabbath day, on the Sabbath day, on the Sabbath day, the Sabbath day, the Sabbath day, that is the end of a block of time. The Sabbath day is the day before the eighth day. The seventh day is preparing you for the eighth day. The eighth day is also the first day, right? The eighth day means new beginnings, but the first day means I'm starting over. So this psalm is declaring a new season. Because I'm saying it because it is a psalm for the Sabbath day, for the seventh day, I'm declaring that there is a season ending and there is a season beginning and this power and this oil is the transitioning that I need in order to come into this new season. So he is declaring a fresh oil and a new harvest. The revelation of the fresh oil does not mean that anything was wrong with the old oil. The revelation of the fresh anointing does not mean that anything was wrong with the old anointing. No, as a matter of fact, the old anointing was a perfect anointing for that season. The old anointing was a great anointing for that season. The old anointing helped you complete the assignment for that season. The problem is the season has changed. The problem is you're not in that season anymore. You're under a new assignment which requires a fresh, a fresh harvest and a fresh oil. And until you can embrace that and let go and stop mourning who left and stop mourning who's gone and stop mourning what could have been or should have been, you gotta let go of that in order to enter into a new season or you will be in misalignment. So I have to let go of that glorious, yeah, I think the hardest people to let go are people who've come through a glorious season. Oh man, do you remember this? Do you remember that? You remember when this happened? Remember when we used to do this? Remember when we used to see this? Remember when this is the way we did? That's the hardest people to let go because it was glorious. You don't have to say it was, it, it was, it was a perfect anointing for that season. But understand me tonight when I tell you that season is over and there's a new season with a new harvest and a new anointing and a new assignment. And you've got to move into that season. The, the, we have ended the seventh day. It's time to start on the eighth day. It's time to start on a new beginning. Thank you so much for supporting our ministry. If this has blessed you, please say a prayer for us. And if you would like to give, we have four ways that you can do that. You can give online at briancutshaw.com or if you're a PayPal user, 
just PayPal us at Church Trainer. Or you can also give through the mail at P.O. Box 267, Georgetown, Tennessee, 37336. Or if you're a Venmo user, you can Venmo us also at Church Trainer. Thank you, and God bless you, and may the Lord multiply your seed. Now back to Hope in the Word. The old anointing cannot take you into your new assignment. You know, I don't remember the word. My wife is the real cook in our family. I dabble. What's the word when oil goes bad? Is it rancid? I was afraid I'd say that wrong. Rancid. You don't want to be anointed with rancid oil. You don't want to put that oil on your salad, and you don't want to put that oil on your head, because even though you might look pretty, you're going to stink. You don't want that oil on your head. There is a, there's a reason why the oil has to be changed. Okay, so let's go into the next scripture. The next scripture is in Isaiah chapter 43. Do not remember the former things. Oh, wow, what? He's not saying you got to forget about it or say it was bad. He's saying quit hanging on to things that are gone. He said, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Somebody shout new thing. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even, oh, I could just stop here and preach the rest of the night. I will even make a road in the desert. This new thing isn't worried about a desert. This new thing is not worried about dryness. This new thing is not worried. I can put a river in the desert. I can put a road in the wilderness. If you'll let me anoint you with new oil, with a new assignment, and a new path, and a new journey, I can do whatever is necessary to get you there. If I have to part a Red Sea, if I have to make a road in the wilderness, if you will just embrace a new season, then you'll open up yourself to endless possibilities. Now, if you understand the word new, in Greek and Hebrew, for all of you scholars in the house and theologians in the house, in Greek and Hebrew, the word new literally has two different meanings. One is it's new in kind. The other is it's new in time. Okay, so let me explain that to you. One is new in kind. It's different. One is new in time, a new season. So anytime you're talking about new, we have to clarify that. So, so let, me just use, uh, uh, let me just use my wife and her car for this. Okay, so my redhead's here tonight, and uh, she drives a 2014 Kia Sorento. Okay, that's her car. So she drives a 2014 Kia Sorento, and Sister Faith, next week, uh, I'm, just, I'm just, this is hypothetically, honey, so don't get too excited about this. Next week, she comes in, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I've got a new car. And all the saints say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I want to go out and see your new car. And so they go outside, and she has a 2022 Kia Sorento. And all the saints say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Now, understand this. This car was new in time, but it's not new in kind. It's the same car that's been upgraded same car that's been updated, we hope. <laughs> it's the same car with a new date. And some people will settle for an upgraded version of the past. 
Just give me an upgrade, God. I'm good with that. But I don't, I don't want to learn something new. I don't want to figure something out. that I've, I don't want to go where I've never been before. But God, just give me a nice upgrade and I'll, be, I'll settle in. So rewind, rewind, rewind. So now Sister Faith, who drives a 2014 Sorrento, she comes in next week and she's going to praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I've got a new car. And all the saints say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I want to go see your new car. And they go out, and she's got a 2022 Mercedes Benz. Now the redhead's going to shout. I told you, honey, don't get too excited about this illustration. It means nothing. I'm just making a point. Now she has a 2022 Mercedes Benz. It's not new in time. It's new in kind. You cannot compare a 2014 Kia to a 2022 Mercedes Benz. You can't, it doesn't compare because it is a new thing. It is not just an upgrade of an old thing. It is a new thing. And God says, I'm not just going to bless you like I used to bless you. I'm going to bless you in a way I've never blessed you. I'm not just going to give you an upgrade of what you used to have to satisfy you. I'm going to give you something you've eyes have not seen ears have not heard neither has it entered into the heart of man I've got things prepared for you with your name on it that you can't even begin to imagine if you'll just let me do a new thing so I I was preaching in Chicago last year I'm actually going there again next month same church I was preaching in Chicago last November and the guy who picked me up at the airport had a brand new Tesla. You know what that is? It's a very expensive electric car. And honestly, I was waiting on him to crank it up, and it was already cranked, you know, because you, they don't crank up like that. They're more like an electric golf cart. And so we get in there, and I'm a little nervous because I've never been in one of these before. I've never been in an electric car. It doesn't have anything familiar to me. As a matter of fact, the whole dashboard is nothing but, but, um, but like cameras and camera angles. He's probably got 15 camera angles that he can look at uh, on the car. The whole dashboard is nothing but a computer screen from one side to the other. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm in a spaceship, not a car. And we're in Chicago traffic. We're coming from O'Hare Airport down to downtown Chicago where this church is at. And we're driving through that. And I'm just like, I'm just hanging on, man. And, and I've never seen a car like this. It, does, it moves. I mean, it, it does everything the other cars do. But I've never seen a car like this. But I noticed something. I noticed that he could not only see on that dashboard what was in front of us, but he could also see what was behind us. He could see all the cars coming up behind him. And what I can tell you from looking at, those, at the, 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 that dashboard is that what was behind us did not look like what was in front of us. What was behind us did not look like what was behind us. Now, you can drive through your windshield 
and see what's in front of you or you can drive through your rearview mirror and see what's behind you. I promise you, if you're driving through the rearview mirror, you're going to go slower, you're going to run into something, and you're not going to be happy. And your passenger's not going to be happy either. If all you've got that, I would rather look through a big windshield and see the future than glance through a little rearview mirror and see what's behind me trying to recapture something that is in my rear view and gone. See, here's the thing you need to know. If where you're going looks like where you just came from you're not going anywhere honey you just circled the block you're right back there again get this if where you're going looks like the same place you just came from you are not going forward instead you are moving in circles God is not warning you to duplicate the past. God is not asking you to recreate some great God moment. God is asking you to trust him for things you have never seen, places you've never been, people you've never known, alignments and assignments and resources that do not even exist right now in your thinking because when you begin to follow a great big God, you have no idea where that is going to take you. Okay, let, let me try it this way. Some of you got it. Some of you didn't get it. So uh, they, they advertised earlier that we have a singles group. So let me talk to all the single women. All right, single ladies, you don't have to raise your hand, but you know where you are. Just shake your head just like that. I see you out there. I know how to say put a ring on it. I, I can't put a ring on it, so don't get me. I got a ring on that one right there, and it's going to stay there. So. But I get all that. Okay, so let me try it this way. To all the single women in the house, if the guy you're with looks like the old guy that you just got rid of. That is not a change in time. That's only a change in time. That is not a change in kind. Now, let me say that. <laughs> let me just, let me just, can I be the father just a moment? That's not the one for you. All right, just let me go there with you before we have to talk about it later. Let's go ahead and say it. If that one you're with looks like the one you ran off, then you're with the wrong guy. Pack up, move on. There's somebody else out there. Don't be desperate. Somebody say, don't be desperate. If you're going somewhere, that all it's gonna do is trigger the pain of your past, why would you go there? Why would you, why would you try to recreate your pain when God wants you to do a new thing that can't even be compared to your past? God isn't wanting you to ask him to bring it back. God's wanting you to ask him to take you over and to go places you've never been in your life and your spirit. God said to Joshua, how long will you mourn for Moses? How, how long are you going to want the past? How long will you mourn for Moses? Because as long as you're hanging on to the days of Moses, I can't get you into the book of Joshua. As long as you're hanging on to Deuteronomy, we can't write the next book. We can't write the next chapter. Nothing wrong with the Torah, but we got a land to conquer. We've got giants to kill. We've got cities to build. 
build. We've got a nation to expand. As long as you're hanging on to the days of Moses, you cannot embrace the days of Joshua. So the Lord tells Joshua in Joshua 3 and 5, he said, he said, put the ark of the covenant in front of you. I need somebody with a big Bible that'll let me chase you. There you go. Bring it up, up here. And I know you're a good runner too, all right? All right, so here we go. I've, he's got a big, no, I want you, I'm going to chase you. All right, so this is what the Lord said to Joshua. He said, I want you to put the Ark of the Covenant in front of you and go after it. Now take off. I want, to, I want that book. I want that book. He's running a lot faster than I can run. Well, I'm going to have to catch him at the stoplight to get that book. But you get the idea, right? The Lord says, great, great God. I wish I would have chosen someone slower. I just want to tell you that, but you made the point very well. The Lord said, put the priest in front of you and chase it. Go after the ark. You're going to need to do that because listen to what he says. For you have never passed this way before. God is wanting us not to chase the history book and not to chase the past, but God says chase the ark, chase the cloud, because you're not going to go places that you've never been before when God anoints you for a new season. This program is brought to you by the partners of Brian Cutshaw and Church Trainer Ministries. Please help us pray that the Lord will continue to send us more partners so we can expand his kingdom around the world.